0: Amen. So, uh, this morning we're going to get back into the message of I am. How many of you guys? How many have enjoyed this series so far? It's been a great series about who Jesus declares Himself to be. Amen. Man, this is some good stuff. So, this morning we're going to get started. Uh, last, or last, uh, this is part six. So, so far we have covered Jesus is the bread of life. He is the light of the world, amen. He is the door or the gate. Jesus is the Good Shepherd, amen. And Jesus is the resurrection and the life. This week we're going to continue and start with John chapter 13, verse 31. It says this, Therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him immediately. Little children, I am with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for the message this morning. I thank You for Your Word this morning. I thank You that You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we raise our voices this morning to You. We lift up praise and worship to You this morning, the One who is worthy of our praise. Lord, I pray over the Word this morning that as I preach it, it would be Your words and not mine, and Your thoughts and not mine. Lord, let me have no part of it, and let You be every part of it. Lord, that we would hold on to this word beyond just Sunday morning, but we would hold it in our hearts for our lives. We thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Therefore, when he had gone out, we start today with Jesus speaking to the disciples. He had just washed the feet of the disciples. At this moment, he had just washed their feet, and Judas had left the room. Judas is leaving to set in motion the events that are going to lead towards the cross, right? And so when it says, therefore, when he had gone out, Judas is the one that had left, and now Jesus speaks. When he addresses the remaining disciples, not all the disciples are there, but the remaining disciples are there. He speaks about glory. You'll notice He speaks five times about glory. The Son of Man is glorified. God is glorified. God is glorified. God will glorify Himself in Himself and will glorify Him immediately. He speaks about glory, right? And though they do not know about His destination, they don't know that Jesus is headed toward the cross right now. Jesus is fully aware of where His journey is taking Him jesus is fully aware of his destination i like what this commentary says the world looked at the cross and could only say humiliated disgraced cursed jesus looked at the cross and knowing what it would accomplish could truthfully say glorified knowing what the cross could accomplish he could truthfully say glorified so glorified 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 I am only with you a little while longer where I am going you cannot come now to that there's a reaction they had been with Jesus for three years now some a little longer some a little shorter where i am going you cannot follow and before they can react jesus speaks again in verse 34 it says this mikey go to the next slide please one more one uh, there we go 34 a new commandment i give you that you love one another even as i have loved you that you also love one another Verse 35, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Do you love your brother this morning? Do you love your sister this morning? When the announcement is made, there was likely multiple reactions. Some were confused. Some were confused, I'm sure. Jesus says, I'm just a little while longer. Then where I'm going, you can't follow. Some were confused. I'm sure some were angry. Peter speaks up, and he does so with what we, we know is kind of ironic loyalty. He says this in verse 36. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me, Peter? Peter, will you lay down your life for me? Peter makes this declaration. Jesus, I will lay down my life for you. It's a strong declaration. It's a a message of loyalty and trust. It's a message of courage. Hey, where you're going, I will follow. He says, Peter, are you sure? Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly. He says that to Peter. He he likes to say things to Peter twice. He says, Peter, pay attention. So a lot of times you hear, Peter, Peter. Right? Simon, Simon. Here he says, truly, truly. He says, listen, truly. No, no, listen, truly. I say to you, a rooster will not crow until you deny me 3 times a rooster will not crow when peter peter speaks up he shows this loyalty and this this devotion this bravery and he gives no indication of deceit there's nothing in his mind that thinks he's going to deny the master he's at the he's he's with the master he's He's there. He just washed his feet. They're they're there together. He feels this fierce devotion to Jesus, but he hasn't quite matured yet. How many of you people that get set on fire for Jesus? I mean, you know, there's people that they they get they get saved and immediately they're just, man, tell everybody I can they're gonna go buy a bunch of chick tracks and they're gonna hand them out to everybody. Listen, can I tell you about my Lord? Can I tell you about my master? Can I tell you about my savior? They're on fire. They're man, it's awesome, it's radical, and but the maturity is not there. And until they ground themselves in the word and in prayer and and in What you notice is that flame starts to fizzle. And the fire begins to burn out a little bit. Peter, giving no indication of deceit, says, Lord, I will follow you to death. But he doesn't have the maturity yet. He doesn't have the experience yet. His devotion hasn't really been tested yet. And soon, and of course we know that ultimately Peter denies Jesus. It's the end of chapter 13, we move into chapter 14. Jesus has just announced he's leaving and in the midst of the emotion of the moment, the reactions of the disciples, Jesus responds with this do not let your heart be troubled believe in god believe also in me i think it's worth repeating this morning do not let your heart be troubled believe in god believe also in me in the middle of this world-shaking news that Jesus tells them Jesus says hey listen relax I mean world shaking Jesus says relax don't worry relax don't let your hearts be troubled if you believe in God believe in me Jesus here is clearly he's speaking about the unity he has with the father right he's speaking about his divinity he's speaking about his divinity if you put your faith and trust in god put it also in me if you put your faith and trust in god put it also in me can we talk about where we put our trust this morning can we talk about where we put our trust this morning can we find a way to take the words of Jesus and somehow apply them to our lives and our current situations? It's not that difficult. In the middle of a pandemic and and global fear and, and, and all the things that are happening, can we find a way to take the words of Jesus and apply them to our lives? In the middle of global sickness and financial insecurity, in the middle of the storms of life, where do we put our faith and trust? Jesus has just told the disciples, listen, I know we've been together three years, and but listen, it's time for me to go. I know we've been doing ministry together. I know you don't know where I'm going, but I know where I'm going and it's time to go. And for all of them, it was shocking But Jesus comforts them by letting them know, listen, this is where you can put your belief. This is where you can put your faith. This is where you can put your trust. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then he gives them a glimpse of what he will be doing. Verse 2 says this. This is interesting. I like this. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Somebody say amen. God went to prepare a place for us. Amen. What is that place called? I I hope it's heaven, right? Come on. Now, God went to prepare a place for us. If I go and prepare a place for you, he says this, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Amen? And you know the way where I am going. I like that. And you know the way where I am going. Jesus has now acknowledged God as his Father a few times. I mean, in Scripture, he said he's, God is my Father more than a few times. And he tells them to take comfort because He is going to prepare a place for them. And then He will receive them. I don't know about you, Jenny, I am thankful that there is a place prepared for us. Amen, Steve? There is a place prepared for us. Jesus is speaking about the reconciliation we're going to have with the Father, and about our place in where? Heaven. That's where our, That's where we ultimately are going. He says, I want you there with me. Come on. God wants us to be with him. Jesus is looking forward to being with you in heaven, Cindy. Jesus is looking forward to being with you in heaven, Mike. A few others. Ah. Jesus is looking forward to being in heaven with us. He has gone to prepare a place for us. Far too long, I want you to listen to this carefully. The picture we have of heaven has been twisted. It's been made into this boring place where we lay on clouds and play a harp, Steve. How many ever seen how many ever seen depictions or pictures of heaven? And you think, what? I don't want to go there. Hell has also been twisted. Hell has been made to look like it's the party. Hell has been twisted into making it seem like it's the place to be, and that's where all the friends are gonna be drinking and hanging out and having fun. Far too long these views have been twisted, but let me share with you this morning the words of a pastor as he describes heaven. Jesus tells us that this life has some tears, but that heaven is the place of laughing, rejoicing, and jumping up and down like grown men do when other grown men carry the skin of a pig over a chalk line as the time runs out of the clock. Come on, you watch football, you know what I'm talking about. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh, Luke says. Rejoice in the day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. Amen? How many know that heaven is a place of laughter? You know that heaven is a place of laughter? Martin Luther said these words, if you're not allowed to laugh in heaven, I don't want to go there. If you're not allowed to laugh in heaven, I don't want to go there. Some people will say, oh, but it's heaven. Some of you people are so high and mighty and stuck up and religious, you're going to have the worst time of your life there. I'm not kidding. I'm not even kidding. In fact, I'll even go further. I like this. The truth about heaven is this. A cheerless, critical, boring Christian is a bad advertisement for heaven. Did you hear me? A cheerless, critical, boring Christian is a bad advertisement. I don't want to spend time with them. I don't want to spend time with those people. I hey, Mark, are you gonna have fun? Mark, come on, stand up, Mark, come here. Come here, Mark. Come here, Mark. We're, we're, it's okay. You're, you're here, a little six feet apart. You're right. You're right. Six feet. Six feet. Uh. Uh, Jeff Dahl, will you please come here? see these these are these are the people who get called on the least, right? You guys come over come over this way. we got to be in camera range here. All right? Louise, come on stand out here. John McMurtry, come on up. I, I, I'm just curious. Can I see you dance for joy? Can I, can I see you dance for joy, Mark? Just a little, just a boom, 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 come on. Hey, there we go, come on, Mark. Let's let's dance together, come on. Come on, Jeff, dance, come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff, come on. We'll do a little do-si-do here, come on, What will do that. Oh, okay, no, six foot, six foot, you're right. Louise, show me how to dance. Go ahead, go ahead, show, show, me, show me how fun, come on, go, go ahead, Louise. She's dancing joy in the Lord, right? Hey, listen, if you were raised like I was, you had the Pentecostal two-step going on. You had this stuff. Listen, there there is going to be joy and laughter and dancing. John, dance with me. Come on. Come on. Dance. Oh, no. He did this thing. I can't do that. My body don't bend that way. But in heaven, it will. Amen? You guys can be seated. Give them a hand. Listen, heaven is not going to be a boring place. Heaven is going to be a place of life and joy and laughter. Listen, the truth about heaven and hell is this. Hell is isolation. Heaven is relationships. Hell is pain. Heaven is pleasure, right? Listen, hell is boredom, and heaven is adventure. There is not going to be critical, boring Christians they're gonna hate it I'll add to it and tell you this according to the Bible hell is a place away from the glory of God not from the presence of God the glory of God and heaven is a place that's filled with the glory of God I can't wait to be filled all the time not just a little shiver Right? Come on, not just a little shiver down my spine of, oh, I felt something in the service this morning. All the time enveloped by the glory of God. Amen? This is the place Jesus is talking about going to. He's going to prepare a place for us. Then He says to his, His disciples, He says this, and you know the way where I am going. You know how to get there, is what He says. I like I like this because at this point the disciples probably look at each other and go I don't know you know I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> probably a little confused looking around at this point they they they're finally Thomas speaks up and he speaks up with a question that's on everybody's mind verse five he says this uh, Lord we do not know where you are going how do we know the way Jesus said to him I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Amen? I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. We now come to the sixth I am of the series, right? The declaration of who Jesus is. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one, say no one comes to the Father, but through me. Say, through me. The statement is clear, it's concise. There's no confusion about it. There's no subtlety about it. Jesus declares who he is and that he is the only way to the Father. He is the only means or way of salvation. It's a statement with extreme ramifications. Extreme ramifications. It's a vital part of our Christian faith. If you believe there is another way of salvation that doesn't involve Jesus, listen to me, you are completely at odds with the Word of God. You are completely at odds with the Word of God. One Bible teacher said it this way, yes, all roads do lead to the same place, the place of judgment before a holy God, but only the way of faith in Jesus provides salvation every knee will bow we will all face judgment every knee will bow and Jesus opens that book and sees the name David Hovinga and sees that my sin and my debt has been covered by his blood And Jesus sees your name. Amen. The only way of faith in Jesus, the only way, is Jesus which provides salvation. Some hear this and get offended. There are some people that hear this and get very offended. Some would hear this and say it's not true. They're in essence, they're calling Jesus a liar they're calling Jesus a liar some would say that Jesus is a way he is a truth he is a life but he's not the only way he's not the only way one of the most powerful influencers in our country is a woman by the name of Oprah Winfrey you say, Pastor David are you going to go off on Oprah come on she gave cars away to teachers You get a car you get a car you get a car right we can't be dissing on oprah well here's here's what here's what she says in her own words she she claims to be a christian but it's clear that jesus is just one of possibly millions of ways to god in her own words there couldn't possibly be just one way recently she declared that she was a christian That it was her her faith, and she wasn't asking others to accept Christ because that wasn't required. Her definition for spirituality is simply this, it's a reverence for life. She said, I have tolerance and respect for all faiths. And she said, all faiths. And as long as, as as long as the path you take gets you to God, it doesn't matter if you call it the light or you call it Jesus. It doesn't matter what path you take, whether it's through a different religion or through a through a, a, a non-religion or just just as long as you get there. She preaches tolerance and respect without an understanding that the other face will lead you towards damnation of your soul. Do you understand that this morning? She is the definition of what's called a pluralist. There are multiple ways. There's millions of paths to heaven. Acts 4 verse 12 tells us this. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Can somebody say amen this morning? pastor david wait a minute how can jesus claim he's the only way how can we know that this is true bible teacher bruce ware gives us five ways to understand the truth of christ go to those five ways there mike the first way is this christ alone was conceived by the holy spirit and born of a virgin matthew 1 number two christ alone is god incarnate John 1.1, Hebrews 1.1, Philippians 2.5, and 1 Timothy 2.5. Number three, Christ alone lived a sinless life. 2 Corinthians 2.21, Hebrews 4.15. Number four, Christ died, Christ alone died a penal substitutionary death. He stood in the gap for you and me. Isaiah 53.4, Romans 3.21. Number five. I was going to preach this on Easter Sunday. Oh, I was excited. I thought, we'll get through the I Am series, and all of a sudden, this corona junk got us in the way. Number five. Christ alone rose from the dead, triumphant over sin. Somebody say amen. Christ alone rose from the dead, triumphant over sin. When Jesus declared that he was the only way to the Father, listen, he was setting himself apart. He was setting himself apart. He had already demonstrated his power over demons and sickness. In his ministry on earth, he'd, he He'd demonstrated power over demons and sickness, and in fact, over death itself. It's different to... It's something to raise somebody from the dead... It's different to raise yourself from the dead. Amen? There is no question about his claims. There is simply the question of who you believe him to be. Jesus made it very clear as to who he was. It's a question we must all ask ourselves at some point in our life. Who do you believe Jesus Christ to be? The message for years and years and years, I don't remember how many years, but the classic question was this about Jesus. Is He a liar? Is He a lunatic? Or is He Lord? If He's a liar, we might as well shake hands and go to don jose and then never come back if he's a lunatic we're in the same boat but if he is lord of your life he has gone to prepare a place for us amen he's gone to prepare a place for us a joyful Somewhat danceful, right, Mark? Place of joy and laughter. You might be listening this morning, watching this morning. You might be in this building this morning and say, Pastor David, I've never made a decision for Jesus in my life. I think I know almost everybody here. You guys love the Lord. I don't know who's watching online, but... So Pastor David, I've never made a decision for Jesus in my life and maybe that's you this morning. I, I don't know anybody here that that may be, but maybe the other part of it is this, Pastor David, I have not made him Lord of my life. For many it's not even intentional. I want you to hear me clearly on this. Many, if you were raised in the church, you grew up in the church, you said a prayer when you were a child, you became older and said a prayer, and you, you meant it. You you meant it with all your heart, just like Peter meant it, Peter, Peter meant, Lord, I will, I will go wherever you go. And Jesus said, Really? Because Peter hadn't been tested yet. A lot of times in our lives, I believe that as Christians, we want Jesus to be the Lord of our life, but then we get in the way. And before you know it, rather than Jesus being Lord of our lives, we have become Lord of our lives. It's whatever I feel like doing, it's whatever I wherever I feel like going, it's we become God in our lives. There is only one way to salvation, and that is only through Jesus Christ. Have you made Him Lord of your life? Not just said a prayer, not just went through a class, not just learned the Bible verses, not just memorized some things, but have you truly made Him Lord over all? Because there are times in my life and in your life where we have to take a step back and go, man, too much of this is about me. I need to make it more about Him. If we're, as a church, we're called to lift up the name of Jesus, amen? We're called to lift up high the name that is above every other names, including our names. If that's you this morning, you say, Pastor David, you know what? I, I prayed a prayer. I love the Lord. But man, there's times where I just, I have not made him Lord of my life. I have not given him full authority over me. If that's you this morning, and if maybe you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. If, if you haven't, and you'd like to, pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a savior lord i thank you for dying on a cross and rising from the grave i put my faith and trust in you i thank you for covering my sins for casting them into the ocean as far as the as far into the depths where there's no memory of it lord i thank you for salvation in my life lord i thank you that we are bought and cleansed by your blood lord for for those of us who who have prayed and have grown up in churches we we've been a part of this faith of christianity lord lord we believe in you we love you we we serve you but there are so many times where we get caught up in ourselves Lord, remind us to spend time in Your Word, to spend time in Your presence. When there's decisions in our life, when there's things we need to address, Lord, we just want to fellowship with You. Let us be careful that we have not made ourselves gods of our own lives that the name of Jesus would be lifted high in every aspect of our life. That the name of Jesus would be lifted high in this place. Lord, I thank You that You have gone to prepare a place for us. That You are the way, the truth, and the life. And we know no one comes to the Father except through You. Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your comfort, and your peace this morning. We thank you for your mercy and your grace this morning. If you would stand with me this morning. Lord, I pray over those who are here. Lord, I pray that you would bless them and that you would keep them. Lord, I pray that you would cause your face to shine down upon them and Lord I pray that you would give them rest in Jesus name Amen Amen God bless you guys we love you enjoy your Memorial Day remember to take time and think about the sacrifice that's been made for us and with that said uh remember the uh uh what is it called the uh what we have in place I don't know uh, social distancing and And God bless you on your way out and be safe driving and we love you. Mark, Jeff, all others. Thanks for dancing. God bless you guys.